Hello, Pastor Steve Waldron with Biblical Archaeology today. I hope you're having an excellent day in Jesus. We're going to be looking at Boghazkoi. Now, some of you, maybe many of you have never heard of that. Some of you, maybe many of you are acquainted with it. But it's the ancient Hittite capital. Now, to really comprehend the significance of Boghazkoi, you have to realize it wasn't that long ago, a little over a century, that the Hittites were thought to be a mythological people. And it was considered to be one of the primary reasons the Bible could not be true. But yet when Boghazkoi was discovered about 90 miles east of Ankara, Turkey, um, it proved to be the capital of the Hittite Empire. And now the Hittites are seen to be ubiquitous for a millennia or so in the ancient Near East. And no legitimate archaeologist or ancient Near Eastern scholar would ever doubt the existence of the Hittites. And it's one of those things that I have seen over my few years of studying Scripture, 35, 36 years, that uh, that happens so often. There'll be a statement that comes from minimalist or liberal circles that this proves the Bible is incorrect. And then all of a sudden, something will happen with that hypothesis and it will turn it on its head and it will prove to show the Bible is in fact correct. And this has happened so many times. So let's take a look at Boghazkoi. We're in the archaeological supplement of the New Open Study Bible from Thomas Nelson, pages 1358-1359. And I really like their archaeological supplement. So, and I'll just read and give some comments as we're reading. Okay, in 1906, Professor Hugo Winkler of Berlin began excavations at Bothaskoi, a site which lies 90 miles east of Ankara in the great bend of the Halis River in Asia Minor. It was discovered that this was the ancient Hittite capital. Numerous clay tablets were dug up by writers and text containing six different languages. A large number of these were inscribed in the cuneiform characters of the Hittite language. And I was raised being taught it was cuneiform, but a lot of people say cuneiform now. Eventually deciphered through the labors of three men, and particularly of the Czech scholar Frederick Horozny, this language proved to be the key to a great deal of background of interest to the biblical student. Before the Boghazkoi tablets revealed the Hittites to be an ancient people, the biblical references to them used to be regarded in critical circles as historically worthless. In the five books of Moses, references to the Hittites as inhabiting the land of Canaan and as among those that were Israelites drove out, occurred in several places, and it gives several scripture references. In the various lists, the order varies, and there's not an inkling that one reference might be the name of the powerful imperial people and other small local tribe. Less than a century ago, the Hittites meant little more than to the reader of the Bible than the Hivite or the Perizzite still does. And we, Lord willing, we'll go into that in a future episode. It was commonly known that the biblical record that Abraham settled in Hebron had Hittites as neighbors. It was everyday knowledge that one of David's eminent soldiers was Uriah the Hittite. Now it is known that two great periods of Hittite power are to be noted. The first goes back 
1800 BC and the second dated from 1400 to 1200 BC. In this latter period of Hittite supremacy, the powerful rulers reigned at Abakazkoi. One of these was named, and I can't pronounce that name, I wouldn't do it justice, I apologize. <laughs> you can read it for yourself. This great conqueror extended the empire to the confines of Syria, Palestine, the great Ramses II of Egypt, and the famous battle of uh, Kadesh collided with Hittite power. The Hittite Treaty of Peace with the Pharaoh in the 21st year of the latter's reign was confirmed by a royal marriage. About 1200 BC, by the way, I'm going to stop and say the reason I hesitated on that name, I was thinking it was talking about a battle of Carchemish. We may get into that in a separate episode, and I may mention it here in reading in just a few moments. About 1200 BC, the great Hittite Empire collapsed, and the Hittite city of Bokaskoi fell. However, important centers of Hittite power remain at Carchemish. That's where I thought. Singrili, Hamath, and other places in North Syria. As a result of the excavation and decipherment of various Hittite monuments, the whole context of the ancient biblical world has been illuminated. Because of the increased background knowledge and such illusions as those of the kings of the Hittites, scripture references mentioned, are much better understood. Also, Ezekiel's reference, and this is fascinating, to unfaithful Jerusalem as having an Amorite for a father and a Hittite for a mother, Ezekiel 16.45, are now comprehensible. The manner in which archaeology is brought to light the ancient Hittite furnishes a good example of the way this important science is expanding biblical horizons. So again, Bog Haskell, we could go into so much. You can go online and look at the various tablets that were found there, the six different languages. But needless to say, this is a huge um, finding in biblical archaeology. One thing I've been doing, reading through the Old Testament, is just kind of uh, noting every place the Hittites are mentioned. And they are from Abraham's period onward. I mean, they're just to Ezekiel's period, Ezekiel writing, you know, in the 500s B.C. Abraham is 1900 B.C. And uh, so, you know, they kind of go from Dan to Beersheba chronologically. So we're thankful that you listened to this edition of Biblical Archaeology Today. I'd love for you to invite your friends and family, church, to listen as well. Please subscribe. And we're available on various uh, podcast platforms. Also, you can see us at New Life of Albany at uh, our YouTube channel, also on Facebook, New Life of Albany, Georgia, newlifeofalbany.com. God bless you greatly as you study God's great word in Jesus' name.